Hello, and welcome to a podcast from two bald and bearded dads who used to be and still are in youth ministry. This podcast will be about the intersection between our day-to-day lives and our faith. And a few fun segments in between. I'm Joey. And I'm Josh. And And this this is is Pod Pod Bless. Hello, hello, and welcome again to another episode of Pod Bless. Hello. Going into my game show mode. No, I like that. Keep that around. <laughs> I like that guy. Prizes, get gotta, money and or prizes. You got to keep that uh, that energy, that uh, <laughs> game show host energy. You need a weird uh, suit and all kinds of, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back. Uh, welcome if it's your first time listening. Uh, if you jumped into the, the last episode put up when this is up, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, that didn't come out right. Thanks for joining us. There we go. That was all the syllables. Right. Yeah. Um, What's what's a silver? (laughs) But yeah, as the intro said, we're two bald and bearding dads who um, just like to have some fun talking about some of our uh, walks in faith and some of uh, the daily things that we deal with, and some things in the news or things that are just our music. Anything Uh, tonight might sound a little different. Uh, I am uh, coming in via the interwebs to record this episode, which uh, it sounds pretty good. I think Uh, uh, it's almost perfect. Um, with a few minor tweaks we could probably do. Uh, this might be the way we do it all the time, so I don't have to drive over to the studio. Right. <laughs> there you go. You say, say, do you say tweaks or twerks? Um, <laughs> tweaks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say tweaks. Twerks yeah. oh, are okay. a totally different Sorry, thing. sorry, sorry. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, here recently uh, I have had a scare with the COVID in a way. Not myself, pers- well, not me and my body, I guess. Um, but my mom came up to visit to see the kids. We're going to do a whole pumpkin patch thing and everything. And then she gets a call uh, that someone she was in contact with was in contact with someone else. And, you know, like, hey, I'm going to find out what's going on. I'll let you know if what my test says. And then they called back this morning. And we're like, yep, my test came back positive. Ugh. I'm very sorry. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, so she decided to go back and quarantine in her own home, and her test results, we took her and got her tested up here in the city compared to back home, so she'll find out about that tomorrow, and uh, yeah, we'll find out if we're going to get tested as a family. Yay. Have you been, you haven't been tested yet? I've never been tested, no, I've never had a reason to be tested yet. Oh, it's, well, I got the easy test, so apparently they have like the super, like, Egyptians pulling your brain out of your nose test. And yeah. then they also have like a one that doesn't go as crazy far. So I got that one. So they just took like a little Q-tip and just like did a little whoop-de-doop like in each of my nostrils. And they're like, you're good. And I was like, wait, is that, that's it? And yeah. I saw a video of someone getting the other one and they just like slammed this thing up in your nasal cavity. And I was like, thank God I got, cause in April, May, yeah. sometime back then, Christina had tested positive which is crazy because she didn't go anywhere. But right. uh, I had to get all of us that got tested because we wanted to make sure it didn't spread, which it didn't, which was good. But, um, yeah, it was uh, not as bad as it could have been. But So I hope you don't have to go get tested. I hope everything not is as, okay. Not as aggressive. That. Well, my mom's test, she said it was very simple as well. I think it's a progression of like having to do it early on. That's where true, too. Yeah. Before, they were just trying to do as best they could to get mm-hmm. make sure they get all the way up there and get the good boogers. And uh, <laughs> now they're like, oh, we don't need the good boogers. The bad ones uh, will do. Yeah, the bad ones will do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's 
that's my fun weekend coming yeah, up. So um, <laughs> we're just being safe, and we're in, we are in official COVID protocol. Very true. Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. yeah, I'm staying on lockdown. So locking it down <laughs> until the test tomorrow yeah. tells me whether or not I'll be okay. And then um, you're good, hopefully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's going on. That's where it's led it up, led us up to again this week. Uh, we have our good friend uh, Brett in the studio. Hey Brett, uh, what's he going is on? he's not hiding from COVID. <laughs> I I like to face COVID head on. Oh, yeah. I go into COVID areas and just, you know <laughs> whatever. Yo yo COVID. Hey, yo. <laughs> I heard you said something about my mother. <laughs> So. Throw down. Oh, man. <laughs> so he, he's he's taking my little my comfortable seat up on the mic uh, in studio. He moved and, up in the uh, world, but yeah, that that's kind of what's been going on here as of recent. And I think nice. we could probably just go ahead and jump on into yeah. our first subject. That's a good update, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, tonight the thing I want to talk about is uh, it's it's a real deep seated spiritual issue. Uh, There's seeds in it sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, what it is, it's 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 potty training, okay. And uh, so, how how old are your kids? What's your age range? Are right, you, now you speaking to me or Brett? You, but because uh, okay. yeah, I'm trying to remember. So we're both working on it. Um, I yeah. think I mine is going to be four here in November, my boy. Okay, and then my little girl will be three on St. Patrick's Day, so she's still two. Would you consider them potty trained or working on it? Um. Ben is potty trained. Uh, we still have, we're still working on bedtime, but he is potty trained through the daytime. Okay. Uh, he just has accidents. If he is having too much fun, it won't go. Yeah. But now the little girl, uh, no, she is not. I actually caught her today, uh, squatting behind the couch with oh. no clothes on. Oh no. And, uh, said, Hey, you pooping? She looks up and says, no. And I said, uh, okay, let's go to the bathroom just to make sure. And she's like, oh, you caught me. And then she proceeds to use the potty. Um, yeah, she's she's a fun one. She's a little more work. So that would have ended if you wouldn't have seen that in a pile of two-year-old poop Dookie. on the ground. Is that yeah, right? She, she's, pre- she's pretty solid. So, I mean, it, it's not hard to clean up usually. She doesn't really have a lot of uh, runny stool. Okay. So. She would have been like, Dad, the dog just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what happened, Dad. And Brett, yeah. you guys are still in the process, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we started the process. We thought, what better time than COVID, right? So if you you remember way back, it feels like years ago, but what was it, March, when we everybody had to stay home, and it was it was for quite it was for a while, probably six weeks, right, at least, when it was just everybody seemed to be at home, and we're yeah. like, let's just do this. Let's just potty train our oldest now. Uh, she's two. She's a little over two and a half. And we're like, let's okay. just start it and see what happens. Let her take her time. Because everybody said, you got to let them take their time. You know, it's got to be on, on their time. Yeah, and if, you, so, if you try to force them, it can cause uh, stunt their growth in that area. And they'll be like, exactly. no, I'm never touching yeah. a potty again. <laughs> and then when they're older, she's going to have to pay a lot for therapy for something I messed up. So right. I figured, you know, we'll just take it easy, take it slow. And, uh, and I got to tell you, I completely underestimated how frustrating the process of potty training is. Yeah. And the ability yeah, of a child to lie to your face oh, when yeah. their bladder and or bowels are totally bursting at the seams. Yeah, I just assume my four year old, well soon to be four year old, 
everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. <laughs> just, and I don't sugarcoat it where some people's like, he's fibbing. And I'll say, no, no he's lying. No, he's deceiving like, me. Hey, you <laughs> stop lying. Yeah. yeah. I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, you are. Which his favorite thing lately is saying sorry. Like he, he genuinely is like, I'm sorry. Aww. And now I get why my dad used to get so frustrated with me and say, you're not sorry. If you were, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And that's I would good. come back with, I don't understand what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel that now, and I understand my dad being so frustrated. I'm like, oh, I, I did that same thing. Yeah. And I get why dad yelled at me all the time. <laughs> the, the older I get, I always say, the more right my parents get. Yeah. So, like, I, I'll just, something will be happening today, and it'll click, and I'll be like, oh, Okay, that's why, you did that that's why that happened. But I got that's a little. That's why you beat me with a belt. I get it now. <laughs> that's what the abuse was for. I was just a little jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little bit of a glimpse of the difficulty of potty training when my niece was going through it and we were at a store. And I asked her, I said, Do you have to go to the potty? Because she's doing the dance, you know? Oh, and yeah. she's like, No, I don't. I'm like, Let's go anyway. So I took her into the bathroom. She didn't go. That happened five times in a row because of how oh, obvious my. it was that she needed to go. She didn't go, and then when we came back out into the toy aisle, she decided to empty her bladder just right there on the ground. Yeah, and nice. Yeah, and it was great. So I got a little glimpse of it there, but the, the just the total frustration of staring at a human and trying to figure out, are you about to pee right now? Right. Are you about to just ruin the... Are you about to... Like, anywhere you are, in the truck, in the house, it doesn't yeah. matter. It could happen at any time. But then the flip side of it, like now Lily is starting to come around to the other side of it where she's getting it now. And she's like excited that she's getting it. Yeah. And so today she's like, I got to go potty. And I ran up to the pine and she goes, and like as much frustration as I had before, I had so much joy there. <laughs> and, ju- and, and, and I, I'd like to say it was some fatherly pride and like, oh, she got it. And I'm in mean, a little bit of it was probably that, but a lot of it was. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great not to have to clean that up anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the second one around, it's not as big of a deal to have to clean it up, I don't think. The first one around, it's such a shock. Dude, such a shock. Like, it's so different than diapers. Oh, yeah. Like when my, my little boy, he was just an infant, you know, and I was new at the game. And I was just like, yeah, it's cool. We're, we're all right. And I think I told you guys about how he pooped inside bibbed overalls. And I think I shared oh, it even on the first I, episode, possibly. That, yeah. And it, and it just went everywhere, and I didn't know, like, I, it was a shock. I was terrified. Yeah. It was on my shoulder. It was on my, you know, fingers, hands, yeah. face, the wall. Think about but it if ever, you have kids. Like, people. ever since then, like, nothing's as terrifying, you know? <laughs> you rode the biggest roller coaster first. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I rode the beast. I, I'm ready for all the, the vortex, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm ready for the other Kings Island roller coasters. Brett, you feeling this? What, what is, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. So my, my son is what three now and he doesn't yeah. get it. Like he'll, he'll tell us he has to go potty. That's just because we bribe him with candy. If he goes potty on the potty. Hey, sometimes that works. <laughs> so basically he's hungry and yeah. he's just like, right. I got a potty. <laughs> yeah. Or he, he'll, he won't, he wants to go on the big potty. And so sometimes it's hard to tell if he really went potty and he'd be like, I'm done. Yeah. I went and where's right. my candy. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah. Yeah, so it is frustrating. So frustrating. And very expensive to buy pull-ups. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That... We, we, I just had to go. We do that uh, subscribe and save with Amazon, and Ooh. it never comes in just enough time. So I had to go to Walmart <laughs> and buy like a 20 pack just to get us through till they actually get here. Yeah. That's very frustrating. So Amazon's just going to own us all pretty soon, right? Just we're going to be walking around with billboards on our backs. They're going to. <laughs> Have you not watched The Social Dilemma yet? No. I need to watch that. Oh, I'm telling you, everybody that's listening should watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Netflix, yep. Yes. Um, dude, it's it's a whole other podcast for another day. But Yeah. I've been getting into ne- like documentaries on Netflix, too. Just oh, There's yeah. one called, I think it's called Tre- Tread. It's about a dude that like got really mad at his city and welded. Uh, that st- have you that seen that documentary? Is so awesome, so great. Like he welds, he turns a bulldozer into a tank and drives it through everyone's like company that he hates in his town, and it, it's just crazy. He he did what I feel that most people should learn because um, road rage is such a, a spur of the moment bust out, swing a ball bat at someone's car. Yeah you know, reaction. Yeah. His reaction was, I hate these people so much. I'm going to put in hours upon Just hours upon hours. His whole life. To weld, yeah. Weld bulletproof steel yeah. to this bulldozer, put cameras on it so yes. I can see where I'm going. So there's no possible way for them to stop me. It's crazy. And just bulldozed over town hall, and like local at, businesses. All of his enemies, their businesses were just, and how helpless. I felt so bad for those people watching it because it's like their life, and it's just gone. Just well, there's mean, nothing you can do. It, it, I don't know if they are the bad guys or if he was the bad guy. You know what I mean? They I don't know if they just always took advantage of people and he was just like, I'm the one that finally yeah. had enough. Yeah, they. I like that they leave it open enough that you can kind of decide it. Yeah, but honestly, he probably just overreacted to everything. Absolutely. If he built a tank out of a bulldozer, he's probably overreacting to everything. <laughs> you, um, you think? <laughs> what made you think that? But Sorry. that effort, though. That oh, effort. the dedication. Imagine if you could apply that to something positive. Like, that dude could have changed people's lives. Like, if he just, well, like, could have got into the ministry. Way the, the way the documentary <laughs> ended, I mean, like we said, he kind of sounded like the hero a little bit. Well, uh, according to his tapes. <laughs> and it's weird how to, in our story we always sound like the hero, right? Yeah, like whose side are you on? Uh, Carol Baskins or Joe Exotic? Are you, you asking know? me? Oh, I'm just saying. They, oh, leave, okay. they leave that up to you. Who's the bad guy? Do I know? have to pick one of those? <laughs> I've never watched it, so I, I'm still you, holding to my guns oh to not watch gosh. it. Why? It's just, I mean, just I get it. Like if we had tigers in eastern Kentucky, that would have been the same thing going on. Yes. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I see it. But yeah, so potty training, the absolute frustration of it, right? And then I need yeah. a Netflix documentary on that. But the the best thing I heard about it, because I was getting, I got really frustrated in the beginning because it didn't seem like she was getting it. And I was like, what, when is this going to happen? And I heard somebody, it was on the radio or podcast or something talking about it. And they were like, the best advice I ever got about potty training was you've never seen an adult that doesn't understand how to use the potty, like how to use the, the bathroom, <laughs> like a grown, able-bodied male or female. Like you've never seen someone out there like, huh, how do I do that? And so eventually they're going to get it. It just, right. you know, when is that going to happen? But oh, yeah, we're, yeah that, we're, that's where I'm at with my daughter right now. I've kind of given up on forcing and just waiting until she's like, I've got to use the potty. I'm like, all right, it's doing sweet, it. Let's, let's get sweet. this. Yeah. But, so, but, but I don't know. 
I don't know when that's going to happen, so I'm just kind of flowing with it and being like, yeah, whatever. Whenever it happens, it happens. Yeah. So for the second consecutive week, I have uh, hit on the lighter, funnier topics, so I'm going to push the heavier stuff over to your side. How's that sound? Well, that's good. I used to be a power lifter, so. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I used to be uh, be on that team that would travel around with churches and rip phone books in half. Yes. Yeah, I, I ripped journals in half, or like the, uh, the Our Daily Bread uh, devotionals. That's what I ripped. Church um, bulletin. Church bulletin, yeah, stack of Yeah, that, I did those. I didn't do the full phone books. Um, I was a beginner. I was yeah, a newbie. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, so, so you know, that's, I can't remember what they were called. Was it the, it's not, is it the power team? It's the power team. Was it the, were, the power team came to my school. No, that's yeah. That's, that's a, that's so is that the same people up. you're talking about? Yeah, they would uh, literally rip phone books and do crazy yeah. stuff and all the four frying pans. Yes, yeah. and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah. uh, this subject was actually brought up uh, up to us by a listener. Um, uh, they were talking about it with me and something that they were uh, currently reading a book on, and um, it was just interesting to hear what they had to say. Cool. Uh, I'll just go ahead and bring up the book to read a little bit of that. Uh, canoeing the mountains that that's the name of the book um by todd bolsinger 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 uh but yeah it's a christian leadership in uh uncharted territory is the title of the book but it's um it's talking about uh kind of the post-church way of things and uh the description of the beginning of the book talks about um What's the names? Uh, Lewis Explorers, Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it talked about how they were looking for a body of water to be able to ride out uh, to a larger body of water, yada, yada, yada. You know your history. I don't. But, you know, <laughs> they're trying to find a body of water to get to a larger body of water, but instead ended up in the Rocky Mountains. Oops. So they're like packing their canoes up into the Rockies. So the, the concept of that. I've not read the book, but I'm going to act like I did. Uh, so, so the concept that they're going for is when you're searching for one certain thing as a church, uh, you're searching for that thing. And then when you find yourself in a completely different spot, you've got to drop your canoes and start, you know, either fashioning climbing gear or adapting to your environment that's around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that kind of, and what my friend was talking about and what he was feeling uh, is how the church as a whole, not every church, some churches have it right, but the church um, as a basic whole is uh, getting settled into just keeping up with people, like uh, people that come in with a Christian viewpoint already and mm-hmm. just kind of uh, putting lotion on the burns that are there and just keeping things real at the moment. Yeah. When really, uh, in this day and age, there's far less people that know about the Bible mm, yeah. than there ever was. Yeah. And, and being, you're in youth ministry still. Yeah. And I'm sure you have kids now that come in that don't know stories about the Bible, right? Yeah. If they're coming in out from outside of our children's ministry. So our children's pastor does a really good job of educating like the kids that come through the kind of the pipeline there. But right. if, if they come in from the outside, it, it's just the basic stuff. No idea, which, yeah. you know. Or like I've said before, a lot of times you're working from a negative where they've yeah. had a bad experience somewhere. So you don't even, it's not even that they don't know anything. It's that they don't, they don't know about it and they already have an opinion about church itself. Right. 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 Yeah. 
So, so that's what he was kind of hitting at is how um, we used to be a mission-minded church as a whole. Mm-hmm. And like I said, some churches still do it right. So if I'm stepping on your toes, I'm not talking about you yeah. because apparently you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but if I'm stepping on your toes and you're angry, maybe you're not doing it right. Yeah, check, uh, check, your, check yourself. <laughs> yeah, check yourself before God wrecks yourself. Amen, uh, somebody. <laughs> amen, somebody. Uh, so... So yeah, it it was neat how he was coming out of how uh, churches need to be more mission minded again, mm-hmm. because uh, like I said, you know the Muslim church is growing huge. Uh, these other religions, the Mormon church is growing huge, and a biggest part of their religion is mission work. Yeah, it's like a main mandatory thing is mission to go out and mm-hmm. to minister to new people, which most people see that and they're terrified and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe another Jehovah's yeah. Witness or another <laughs> Mormon you know, group coming in to talk to us about stuff we don't want to talk about. Yeah. But they used to look at Christian, regular Christians that way, too. But now and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, you know, now we've catered to more of not being aggressive to people mm-hmm. and not coming with a Turner burn mentality in a way. But we have lost a little bit of that mission work of trying to um, show people the basics of what Christianity is. I don't know. What's your thoughts? No, that makes sense. I think what people forget about Christianity is that if I've said it a couple times in sermons and stuff, but like if your Christianity doesn't cost you something, then you're probably not doing it right. Right. And that that's not a really great like packageable like <laughs> you know uh pep talk <laughs> to people. You know, new people come in and you don't want to be like, "Hey, this is going to cost you, you know, you're going to have to give something up to really dedicate to this and do it the right way." You know, you might not get as many people back, which if your only goal is to get people back in and who cares if they grow or not, right? So the yeah, expression as as paying tithe, I mean, that's the bigger yeah, goal, right? right? The expression we use is like, we don't want to be five miles wide, but you know, an inch deep. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'd I'd rather. Yeah, be, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That was perfect. That was perfect. And so, the the idea of people think they can just show up and be a a real legitimate, you know, Christian, but yeah. not change their life at all. And so I've seen people go to churches for years and years and live the same exact life that they did before they even showed up there. And in my opinion, and people call it what might call me like judgmental for this, but it's not, I'm not exactly judging the intent. I'm in, I'm judging what I can see from the results. Right. So, and that's the only way I can go with it, but it seems like people are just content to not change and just act like they're a Christian instead of actually do something about it. Like if the whole point of Christianity is to model our life after Christ, right? It's in the name. So that's the point. And it cost him something. It cost him a lot, right? Like yeah. gives his life. But even even if you say, well, he knew he was going to get back. Well, he still went through a lot of physical pain and, and torture for that, right? If it cost Jesus something, then who are you and I or anyone to think that it wouldn't cost them something, right? Like we're no better than him. Right. And so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, that's where I'm sitting at. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's kind of it's kind of what I'm trying to get across, I guess, is is the basic mission work of like, hey, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. Which like and and that's some of the most basic stuff that sometimes we overlook. Yeah. And I I guess I I understand what scares people about that, but yeah. also on the flip side, if you're passionate about something, you tell someone about it. 
I just watched a, a Netflix documentary a week and a half ago, and it. I just told you about it because it right. was that good. I was like, I need to tell somebody about that. The way we interact with Christ and with our Christian faith should be such a an impactful thing in our life that that you'd want to just like you said you would want to go tell people about it that you know you work with somebody or you're close to somebody you want to be like hey you go to church anywhere you know you ever checked out anything about Christianity or you know how, what do you feel about it? at least opening the conversation right yeah but well and, and I and I'll say this about some of my friends who who aren't Christian and and really are kind of anti church uh, for the most part. Um, but I've got some friends, uh, who are, who do another podcast that I'm a part of a lot that mm -hmm. I just enjoy what they do. They're a little more raunchy and, you know, risque. Let and, me fly. But like I said, they're, they're totally, you know, disconnected from the church and that's not their thing. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, because I like them. Yeah. It doesn't and, make them the uh, enemy. Uh, so, so I go record with them a few times, you know, once a month, maybe or something like that. And I just go hang out with them mostly. And, and we do a, we do a show. Well, one of the things that they uh, they finally brought up after about a year or so of hanging out with them and just doing this stuff with them, and uh, they were just like, you know, I gotta say something. You you never like hound us about coming to do stuff with you at church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and it was never like a goal to try to not hound them about it. It was yeah. just like, a, oh, I know they're not interested. Like, yeah. there's never there's not going to be a right time right now. Yeah. And some would judge me for that. I mean, not you saying, not saying you're judging me, but because, you know, I know that's what you're saying is getting out there and do that. But for this situation, my character has bled over exactly. to them more yeah. so than it ever would of me seeing them on a Sunday morning service for 15 minutes between yep. the service beginning and end. But like my character spoke to them to where yeah. they were like, I like you. Yeah. And, you know, because because you've been so like just accommodating and just being a part mm -hmm. of our life and showing that you cared about us. A Christian. Like if you ask me to come to church, <laughs> I would come to church with you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times you're right that the way you minister doesn't always have to be like a traditional, Hey, you want to come to my church? Like it, like you said, it can be building that relationship and, and living it out in front of people. And yeah. then the hard part of that though, like you said, is figuring out and not missing your window of, Oh, now's yeah. the time. Right? right. And the only way you know that is when you're in it. Right. Yeah. And it might take well, a year or it might take a month, but I always tell people if you had to, if you had to try, you know, 700 times and on the 701st, it worked, you know, someone accepted Christ, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't be mad that you tried 700 times. Right. Well, and, and that's kind of a, a joking manner that I have, like back when I was in youth ministry and stuff and when I was in Bible college and all that good stuff, there was a point in my life where I sacrificed like everything to follow. And I was that hardcore person that was like, I'll ask 701 times if that's what it takes. Yeah. And I was like, I was getting in a deep man to where like, I was almost pushing people away because of my hardcoreness for God. Oh yeah. And, yeah. It can turn people off. And so now like I've, I've become more lax and it's something I probably need to fix in that fact. But the fact I've become more lax makes me a little more approachable by everybody. Yeah. Like I said, but then like certain people in my life that are close to me, they'll say, Hey, do you, you know, you should try to get in a closer walk again. Mm -hmm. You should try to start having a better devotional life. You know, this is, this could help you with so many other things that you're dealing with in life. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I agree with that, but I don't think you'll be ready to accept the person I'll become if I do that. <laughs> hmm. Okay. What is it? Wait, what does that mean? 
I get hardcore, man. Oh, okay. All right, I get you. I get you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I got to a point, and, and I'm not ashamed to say this, and this is going to change some people's opinion of me, and I've had that happen in my life several different times. All right. Um, but I'll speak in tongues, mm-hmm. and I don't do it out on the street corner being like, hey, Espanol, uh, <laughs> you know, speaking in tongues. I don't go out yeah. and try to use it in that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my own way of looking at speaking in tongues and it's something that's a private thing for me. I mean, yeah. I shared it out on the interwebs right now, but at the same time, I feel like that's something I want people to know about me. I don't do it constantly, but it is, it is a prayer lot prayer language that I like to use sometimes uh, when I'm, when I'm searching God in a, in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people that want to throw scripture at me. There's going to be people, people that want to say a lot about that and that's fine. You want to say something to me? Right into Pod Bless. <laughs> yeah, right. check us out. <laughs> uh, right in with your complaints about my statement. We're gonna get so many. <laughs> but but now, like I said, that's when I had one of the closest walks I've ever had with God. Yeah, was when that was opened up to me. It's not something that I do regularly now, but when I had that close walk, that was something a window that was open for me that helped me. I don't know. It helped me see a lot more of what He had to show me. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't go into ex- explicit detail to be like, this is exactly why it happened. Here's this book, this book, and this book that says why I'm right. Yeah. I'm not trying to prove to you that I am right. I'm just saying it's what happens. Sometimes. Yeah. And you're, it sounds like you're not even trying to push your standard on other people. Right. Like you, I'm not trying not, to impress you with what I do. Yeah. And you're not saying <laughs> if someone else doesn't do that, then they're not as holy as you. Yeah. You're just saying for you personally... Right. That that's how a lot of times your spirituality manifests itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in just my attitude about a lot of things mm-hmm. and just being like um so when my mom came up and you know possibly got us infected with covid. It's okay, mom, you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's mad. Forgiven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh but when she was getting ready to leave today cuz she's like, "Well, I'm going to go home and quarantine because it's a lot easier there." Uh, she has a nephew living with her, but other than that, like she can be away from everybody for as long as she wants. Yeah. Lives up the head of a holler. But as she was leaving, she said, you know what? I had, I had this feeling in my heart that the Holy Spirit was telling me not to come here today. Huh? Yesterday, or, you know, not come yesterday. Really? And, but it was a very faint voice. And she said, but I was like, I miss my grandkids so much. Yeah. I'm just going to go. Yeah. And then as soon as she gets here that night, you know, she gets the call Hmm. and she's just like, I should have listened. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person she taught me to be was someone to be in tune, to listen to that little small voice so that you, you know, you follow it and do what God wants you to do. Do you ever hear that? Uh, Not anymore. Yeah. But it's because, like I said, when people, uh, when people try to say that I need to get in a closer relationship again, that's the person I'm afraid they're not going to accept. Hmm. Yeah, because I guess when I hear you say that, to me, it's that's something I can relate to because like there's a lot of times where I'll just get a I shouldn't go in there right now or I shouldn't do that right now. And so I'll just and it'll happen later and that things will be it'll go, you know, the way I thought they would go. But like there's lots of times where like I'll put my hand on a door and be like, I shouldn't go in there and I'll I'll just stop. If I ever get that, I just stop. But I could see how some people could think that that's a little sketchy, right? Or <laughs> well, well, I shared I shared small instances of her saying, "Well, maybe I shouldn't go." Mm-hmm. But like when I would get those calls a lot of times, it would be like, "Hey, go over and sit down with that homeless guy and have a conversation with him." 
And if I have my kids with me, if I have my wife with me, that's not going to be as accepted with them Yeah, because that could be putting them in danger. When oh, I was yeah. single and just out there living life and had God in my life in such a deep way, yeah, it was something that I could just go do. So I was in yeah. Indianapolis at the Nazarene World Convention one year yeah. and was just like, going to go over and sit with this guy. Ended up having like an hour and a half long conversation of just sitting there. He awesome. offered me lunch. And I was like, no, dude, you hang on to it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm fine. I appreciate that. How great is that, though? But, but now that's the kinds of things that I see God would try to do with me because he's done it in the past of like, hey, you see that trailer over on the side of that hill? I want you to go there. Somebody needs you. Yeah. And go and speak to them about Christ. Yeah. And, and now that I have all these other people in my life, and, and it's honest, it's not like a fear. But it's one of those things of like, I, I do worry about getting that closer walk because of the extremes I'll take it to sometimes and yeah. how that could put others, others either in harm's way yeah. in a sense or just in a little bit of danger or mostly that they won't accept the, the spiritual person I do become sometimes yeah. when I get that deeper walk. So I guess the trick is the balance of it, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Most, Everybody most likes the fun, life. Josh. Yeah, and it's been pretty nice to just be fun, Josh. That doesn't become a downer, you know. Yeah, no, I used to be fun, Joey. Uh, <laughs> that, nobody, nobody left. All right, all right. No. Yeah, but, okay, but no, man. I, you say so. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I had my time of where I didn't have to worry about a responsibility or who cares yeah. about anything about life. Like, let's just do whatever we feel like doing. But yeah, that, which and that's the that's the dad thing too. As you get older, you see like, oh wait. Yeah, I'm not gonna climb up and jump off that tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's because, happened to me lately. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to break, and I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> but even so. even but like right before I was getting married, right before I met Christina, it just I just felt an emptiness and all that. Yeah, because I had I had lived a totally different life than I'd ever lived before, and it just it brought me to a point where I'm like, I don't like me. Like yeah. this is bad, and and I, back to what you were saying about like when churches forget the missional focus and when they, when they just get focused on keeping people or just making people feel good about their lives. Yeah. It, I think that the reason people leave those churches and the, or the reason they sink into just, you know, the darkness of the back of the church is because <laughs> they're not getting a real relationship there. So yeah. it, it turns into something that just gets old after a while. I don't know. That's just, that, that's, that's what I think well, happens to people. Yeah, and some people get in the spot like I'm kind of, kind of saying that I'm in. You know, I'm not fully in that yeah. spot, but like, and I get it. Sometimes it's okay just to have a place to go to feel like you're doing good, and like you're a good person because you go or you help out with the, the food pantry, or you help out with the kids, or you do this or that. So it's your little like I did my part, I did something good. You know, I can feel better about myself. Yeah, check the list. It's like and scouting. and this church gives me that, or you know what I mean. Like yeah. they give me that little. That, uh, or is it uh, single serving friends? You know, you get to see them for about 15 minutes, but you don't have to like partake in a whole, uh, <laughs> Sam, I, Sam's club. I've never heard that. Size. Like but TV dinner that friends. Yeah. <laughs> single serving friends. I like that. And, and sometimes that becomes a church for you sometimes, but that that's all in your own heart too. It's not just the church yeah. because I mean, ultimately you make your own decisions, whether or not what the church decides to do, you're the one that makes the decision. Yeah. And so yeah, it's that's fun. But anyway, yeah, window yeah, to, to uh, Josh. I like a, it. I like what that became. Yeah, that was. I don't get to be deep a lot, and this is letting me be deep. So it's Do been it. kind of fun. Sweet man, cool. Yeah. Well, let's see. We can transition here, I guess, right? 
Yeah. You, okay. Uh, we got Brett over here. I know he's been quiet for a little bit here. Brett, you yeah. still with us? I, I'm still awake. Yeah. He's still <laughs> no, I, no, I work early. That's why I'm saying I'm still. Not that like Josh was boring. Or anything. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no big deal, guys. Just keep on talking no. about nothing important. Yeah. Just your life, whatever. Uh, but we're going to, this is the second occurrence, I think, of Brett's story time. If we do this again, we might have to make some imaging for it. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, if you like Brett's story time, uh, call, uh, yeah, contact us, let us know. But uh, Brett, you got a story for us tonight? I do. I'm actually going to switch it up oh, on you guys. Oh, here we yeah. go. You like that, don't you? This is scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so last week um, we, we were playing softball. And Joey can Joey play softball with us. Josh does not. I play real good. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. I don't. I'm, um, I'm terrible as a player. But so Joey can attest to. I get pretty heated in in softball. <laughs> this is a great story. It just hit me. I I get pretty heated. Can I can I talk about pretty heated for a second? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. When Brett says pretty heated, uh, if you've met Brett, he's a pretty chill guy. Mostly everywhere he is, funny guy, fun guy to be around. Um, Something about a softball field puts a fire under you, <laughs> and I've I've never seen you closer to striking another human being than when on a softball field, whether it's midnight at an indoor softball tournament or a pitcher says something that they may or may not have even said. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but if you feel slighted on a softball field, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. So that's that's what we're talking about here. So so last week we we play every week. Um, we were we were just getting absolutely crushed, shelled like twenty to six. It was bad, and I'm up to bat, and and the umpire is all night has been like rushing us to get going. Like, all right, let's get this game over with. It was the last game of the night, so he I know he wanted to go home. That's all it was. And he was terrible. Yeah, and he <laughs> don't was, forget about that part. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's Brett's story time. I'll shut up. I'm so, sorry. So I'm up to bat, and the first pitch comes in. It's super high. I disagreed. He called it a strike. And you gotta be kidding exactly. me! Exactly. Um. And and he called it a strike, and and I just look back at him like, oh, okay, you called that a strike or whatever. The same exact pitch comes in, so I had to swing at it. I hit a uh, line drive up the middle, but it was right at the middle infielder shortstop guy. Um. And I turn around to the umpire after he caught the line drive, and I turn around like, hey, man, like, don't change your strike zone just because you want to go home. Yeah, you said it just, just like, like that. Like just literally like that. just like you just said it, at that yeah. volume with those exact words. Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard it. And he, he just, like, loses his mind and was like, if you say another word, you're out of here. And I was like, yeah, well, you're terrible, so... I guess just, I'm gone. Right? Just like that. You said it just like that. Right. Like I didn't get heated like that. If that's the worst that this guy has been called on the softball field, yeah. then he's very thin skinned. Yeah. But so he throws me out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> he throws me out of this game and, and like literally I made the second out of the last inning and the next batter got, went, came up like I just got a head start to the parking lot. I didn't get thrown out. <laughs> it was the weakest ejection I've ever seen anyone get. 
it was you can't even like brag about it because it was so weak. And then you didn't even like come back at him. Right. You just kept yelling, "You're terrible!" As you walked out of the park. Right. I'm walking behind the the backstop, just saying, "Man, you're terrible. You're terrible." He <laughs> he, he tells me that if I say it again, that he's going to not only kick me out of the game that we're currently playing, that he was going to suspend me for a week for the next week. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you can do that. Sure, like, buddy. sure, buddy. So. Yeah, because are you going to be here next week? Or, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Are you getting paid for this game? Well, he, well, when he said that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suspend you for next week. I said, hopefully they suspend you for you for next week because you're terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> that was when we started calling you the wrong name. Yeah, so, so they he didn't wouldn't know. know what your name was. We're like Brendan, relax, man. Gosh, Brendan, Brendan, chill, Jeff, dude, calm down. <laughs> yeah, so oh, that's that's, that's my funny story that I got the most mild. Um, ejection ever in a baseball slash softball yeah. game. That and usually, yeah, usually when a dude gets inje- ejected like that, they're like screaming. Yeah, you bleep bleep bleep. It, you bleep bleep bleep. You're the bleepity bleep. This bleep I've, bleep. I've seen guys do that and not get ejected. I've seen guys yeah. yell at the umpire like that and not get thrown out. And so yeah. the quickness that, and then the the this guy was so ridiculous that the ownership of the park must have understood it because when that we went back, one of our players went back to check if Brett was actually suspended for the next week and they yeah. came out and they were like, Oh no, like he's no, he can play <laughs> he next have week. The power to do that. That's basically what, like they didn't back their guy at all. They're just like, no, that's the, no, he's fine. He can come back. Well, and I'm like, I'm, it's just softball. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you made a bad call and I'll tell you that you made a bad call and that you're terrible, but to, I was out. I was out in the parking lot, just waiting for my team to come back. Yeah, and this guy comes walking out with an escort. Oh, somebody, wow, I forgot about that. Somebody <laughs> escorted him out of the park, out of the park, into his car. So maybe, maybe it's just your lurch-like demeanor. Yeah. You're maybe. a big dude. Uh, yeah, You're so aggressive. Like, I, I could understand if somebody thought you were mad at them that they should be scared. <laughs> his escort was really small, though. Did you notice that? Yes, not I a did. big dude. Yeah, but the whole way, the whole way he was driving, like you have to drive around and then down, like through the parking lot. We were all just yelling, like "You're terrible, you're terrible!" Like nothing you worse than that. Suck. Yeah, it was just the most reserved. Yeah, oh. it was. It was. It was a fun. It was funny. Like <laughs> the escort. I forgot about the escort. Yeah. So, so you never got like irate and was like, "Oh my god, you're horrible!" You were just like, "Well, dude, you, you suck at your job." You're so. Basically, yeah, yeah, like literally, like we all laughed outside in the parking <laughs> lot afterward because it was the weakest ejection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't like, I didn't threaten anything. I was just like, "Dude, you're terrible," like, which was yeah. factual. Yeah. It's not like he was good and you were calling him terrible. Uh, let me let me tell you this. I've done a lot worse on a softball field. <laughs> we, we, were, we were playing an indoor tournament, and I'm going to just add it for a second because this is a good one. But we, a, a guy on our team that was older had hit in the hit in the infield or something, and they instead of throwing the ball to first, the other team decided to roll it because he was slower because he's older. So they were like just poking fun at him, you know, which was kind of a jerk move. And so – Brett hit you hit a grounder too, right? Or something like that. At the pitcher. Yeah, at the pitcher, which is probably on purpose. And then they rolled the ball over to first, but instead of like touching the base, they just set the ball on the base. And I didn't know I learned this that night, but you're not out if they do that. Like you have to possess the ball and touch the base. And so Brett runs to first base and just like like looked like a kicker out there, just punted this softball <laughs> as hard as he could. It, and just like I thought there was that was like three AM. Yeah, yeah, I, I was almost certain there was going to be a fight there, and I think the, you wanted it. 
the first baseman started walking towards me, and like these guys, they were rough. We we probably would have got killed. It would have been it been bad. <laughs> and they were, yeah. No, the only like, hope we had like was face tattoo. Rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we would have won the fight, they would have killed us in the parking lot. Right, right. Yeah, it was one of those deals. So yeah, <laughs> if you ever want to see a good spectacle, uh, check out Brett on the softball field. Yeah, Monday I think I'm gonna have to go and start watching now that this kind of stuff's going on. Monday night, just, just to add better banter. <laughs> You're gonna show like, up on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was probably the guy that was there that was telling um, be like, "Hey, dude, he's murdered somebody before and gotten away with it. You <laughs> should totally shut the hell up." Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, he Ray Sorry. Lewis, the guy. So <laughs> you might want to be careful with that. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Ray, he don't come at a, he me. He stabbed a guy with a spork <laughs> once and got away with it. Killed him with a spork. I, I killed him. You in know how hard it is in, to kill someone with a in spork? In Reno. In Reno. <laughs> he used a spork and melon balled that guy's eyeballs. <laughs> but, Ooh, I just but yeah, I got to go start watching. <laughs> yeah, it's entertaining. It really is. Yeah. I, we haven't been in a fight in the five, six years I've been playing but That's I good. missed a huge one right beforehand. But, yeah, I, I think it's dumb to fight about it. But you know. I, I used to play softball a little bit for some dudes back home, but it was just because there was nothing else to do. And I was like, I, I suck at baseball, but I can play softball. <laughs> That's way bigger. I can hit that thing. Yeah, and then, like, I was always – like, they hated me being there, though. My team did. Because I was always, like, telling everybody, hey, good job out there, buddy. And they're like, it's the other team. Shut up. I'm like, you did a good job. <laughs> He, he, he caught that and threw it all the way in from the outfield. That was awesome. Yeah, Way yeah, to go. Yeah. That's a big ball. It's hard to throw. <laughs> yeah, on Fridays, I try to be a positive in, influence. Yeah. Every now and then, I'll get a little too excited. But most of the time, yeah. I stay chill. Uh, I was usually joking around. I'm trying to make friends with the other team. Like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> this doesn't matter at all. Yeah. You guys yeah. having a good time? I'm having a great time. Yeah. None of this really means anything. Yeah, at all. Oh. <sighs> That was a good but one. But anyway. Right? Good audible. Yeah, so I that think that's going to bring us to our next segment. Yes. Do we have enough time oh to goodness. finish out our last one? I think we do. You ready for it? All right. Let's, let's pop it out here. Pod bless your heart. So every week we have a little video or a story. Pod bless your heart, Josh. <laughs> this week we have a video. Uh, I'm just going to hit it and then you take it away. How's that sound? All right. That sounds All right, good. Here we go. Hopefully we'll be able to hear it a terrifying encounter on a hiking trail. A 26-year-old came face-to-face -face with a mountain lion who was in protective mode, and he captured it all on his cell phone. Carter Evans has the crazy video. M most of you have heard about this, but let's go over it. Just keep going with it. Yeah. This is the moment Kyle Burgess comes across a mountain lion and its cubs while on oh, a trail. Oh, he saw the baby first. Yeah, that, that's where it started. Okay. Holy I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he cursed so much, but I feel like I would have cursed so much more. Right? <laughs> when I got down coming oh, he's not old. He was going on a jog through the mountains. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> that so, runners. Right, yeah, he runners. kept calling it a kitty cat. He's like, all right, kitty cat. He did kitty cat. He was in trouble. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! That thing just like throws its paws at him. Yeah, he saw the cub and was like, "Oh, hey, little buddy, what's up?" And that's when I knew it was a. It trotted off, and the mommy came out, and he just kept walking back. Follows Burgess, who slowly backs away while attempting to intimidate the animal with loud noises. Oh my goodness! It then lunges, hisses, and what animal is that supposed to He was trying to sound aggressive or bigger than the mountain lion to scare it. That was that was a rough attempt, I'm not going to lie. Dude, he walked backwards down that road for a solid minute and a half, two minutes. Oh, my goodness. It just kept slowly stalking towards him. 
and they would every once in a while do that whole uh, spread its paws out thing and yes. like lunge at him. It looks like it like pats him on the ground, like like stomping its feet almost. Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh. a sign of aggression for sure. And look, but he at, just kept walking away slowly because if he took off running, it would totally have downed him. Yeah, look at the ears on that thing; they're just oh, totally man. pinned it, back. It's a big mama cat, dude. Uh, so I was watching this video for the first time. Here's my question for you guys. You ready? You think you could kill that cat barehanded if it came at you? No. no. Oh, I think yes. I think you're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> here's 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 my reasoning, okay? It's a big cat, but it's not bigger than a medium-sized dog, okay? Medium-sized yes, it dog. Is. It's just barely bigger than a medium-sized dog. No, it's bigger than a medium-sized like dog. It's like a like a like a big husky. Josh, can we Hey Brett, you have get your phone out and, and type in <laughs> Type in sizes. Yes, of, he's right. Uh, Get me a sizes of regular mountain lions. Yeah. Hey, could you pull that up for me? <laughs> that'd, yeah. that'd be great. Can we, uh, can we set this up, Josh? Some of your Eastern Kentucky yeah. friends and set this up for Joey. See if what it, see if what he, if so, he's got. What yeah. It takes. Wait, uh, my my brother has caught uh, bobcats, which are considerably smaller yeah. and like the size of a medium sized dog. Yeah. And is nowhere close to the size of that mountain. Here's lion. what I'm thinking. It comes at you right now. You're going to get scratched. You're going to get bit. That's going to happen. But here's the deal. It, in order to bite you, it has to bring its neck to you, right? And if you can get to its neck, you can kill it. Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand that bite and scratch is almost the closest thing you're going to get to a velociraptor chasing you and gutting you? You're saying a paw full like, of knives. A paw full of knives. It's not a paw full of claws. I know you've been hit by a cat, and it's like spat, spat, spat. I'm a cat, and we'll get you. <laughs> but you have not went. At, look at Brett, yeah, and imagine yeah. him with knives on his fingers so, and on with a softball knives field. In his mouth. <laughs> yeah, after a guy said something bad to him on the softball so, field. So here we go. Yeah, hey, give me the statue. So a male, adult. This no, was a I'm female. Not. I need to know the female stats. I, I will They're the same size. I'm, just, I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> it's average. 120 to 220 pounds. Yeah, okay. So pounds. let's do so, so middle it weighs mid range. as much as me, but that's a lean 220. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's a big, that's a big, Aver this one, let's say it's Aver 150. Average male is 7.9 feet long from nose to tail. Eight foot long. Okay. Female is either anywhere from 64 to 140. Okay. Pounds. So much smaller. So small, small, about as small as me, the biggest and one. And six averages six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm choking that feet. thing out. You <laughs> rear naked the, the choke, guy, boys. There was that famous guy, or not famous, but a guy that did kill one earlier in the year. Yeah, his name's me. Killed a lion. It was a juvenile. It was a juvenile, a young mountain lion. But he did have a knife, yeah. and he did end up choking it out. But you get up against a mama and its babies, yeah. dude. You're I'm not walking you. away from that if it got a hold of you. I'm telling you. It comes at me. You olay it. You know what I'm saying? And you jump on the back. <laughs> when you get on its back, you just settle right into the rear naked choke. All right, Day's we're, over. We're setting this up. How many times has a dog ran at you barking and you stood your ground and said, I'm going to choke you out? Oh, never. I run like a little girl. Oh, from a dog? Oh, yeah. One that yeah. doesn't have claws yeah. on its hands and yeah. feet? Well, I figured, It just has know. a mouth? <laughs> and That's all it really has going for it? And it's probably not going to eat you alive. Like... Chihuahuas are less dangerous. Uh, the than mountain lion's not going to eat me alive either because I'm going to choke it out. Uh, you're... <laughs> All right, guys, so, sending your votes so, for what yeah, kind of yeah. animal you want Joey to kill. <laughs> yeah. So I heard a zoo get, expert get killed by get killed. Yeah, or get killed by. <laughs> I, I heard a zoo expert in an interview talking about this, 
and not fighting it, but like what to do <laughs> in this situation. And yeah. he said, this guy did exactly the right thing. If you turn your back on it and try to run, it it's will, kill, kill it you. will kill you. So like the first place it goes, like it knows where our necks are. Yep. So like when it jumps at you, it doesn't just jump. It's jumping for your neck. And yes. then if you turn on it, it immediately rushes you. So if like, if you watch the whole six minute video, there's a moment where this guy, like he kneels down to try to pick up a rock. As soon as he gets smaller, the thing charges him and he stands, he stays, stands back up and you can kind of see him put his hands out. And that's what the, the zoo expert was talking about. He said, that's, with all wildlife. He said he was in Africa once and, and stared down an elephant like that, that was charging his camp said he just stood up and put his arms up and started yelling at it. And it stopped and turned around. Yeah. That works with most animals, but not yeah. all. No. Yeah. But that's uh he said that the, this guy did exactly the right thing. And then it didn't even run away until he actually got a rock off the ground and threw a rock at it. Yeah. That's what deterred it away. Yeah. So he, when he could have yeah, just I, choked it out. I, uh, my cousin and I got scared by a mountain lion like that once. Ooh. We never saw it. I'll give you that. Ooh. But we went on, we were hiking on the Natural Bridge State Park, and we were at the Natural Bridge on top, and we saw this uh, trail called Eight Mile Trail, and this old lady was like, you guys could do it. You're young, and, you know, you can do it in a lot less time than six hours. It said six to eight hours. And um, so we was like, okay, no water, no cell phones, oh, no. no hiking gear whatsoever that's how every person dies that goes down there we took off jogging we did it in three and a half hours wow eight, yeah it was eight miles through the mountains so we uh, we were jogging for a long time because we were in shape we were going 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 we stopped walked for a while start jogging it again and then all of a sudden we heard wow <laughs> and we grabbed the nearest thing that could be used as a weapon and ran as hard as we could run yeah Horrible idea looking back on it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, there was definitely some kind of mountain cat that squalled out at us and we ran like babies. And uh, we also saw a skunk on the trail that day. And... Less scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you said the gorge, that triggered a story, like a memory for me because the first time Christina and I went out there to camp like backwoods, like no site, you know, you just go find a spot and set up. Yeah. We were coming back from the site in the middle of the night to get something from the truck. I can't remember what it was, but like we were, as we were walking back, I, I started to hear like just barely I felt like something was following us. And so I didn't tell her cause they want to freak her out, but I turned my light behind me and just lit up two eyes just instantly. Right. And I still think it was a bobcat or something like that, but it followed us all the way out that trail for like two miles in the oh, night, geez. and so I just kept randomly flashing my light backward, just hoping that that would be enough to scare it to keep it from. But so when we finally got back to the truck, I looked at it and I was like, "Hey, we've been being stalked this entire time. I didn't want to freak you out or anything, but <laughs> like, wow. we we may have just almost died. So we're good yeah. now. It's okay." But <laughs> yeah, dude, it's nature's a cruel mistress, man. Yeah. You never know if a bear's going to come out or a mountain lion. Yeah. Or if it just happened to be a curious raccoon that was like, where are these guys going? Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we slept in the truck that night. But I feel you. So lion, mountain lion gets away. I guess the moral of the story is if, if you see baby animals in the wild, leave them alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. if, if there's a baby there, there's probably a mama there. Yeah. And mama don't play with her babies. Nope. And you don't, you don't no. screw around. So who are we no. going to bless? That's what I'm thinking here. So I got one. Okay. Joey for thinking he could <laughs> kill this mountain lion. I think that is 
going to be the majority Wait, of the vote tonight. The, uh, the, the first show, pod bless your heart? Yeah, I, I, I I'll accept so. that. I'll accept that. That's, that's because if you truly feel that way, I feel that we need to have an intervention for you. <laughs> do, you do you think you'd have a chance, or you think it's just we're all dead? If if we were all if all three of us were no 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 if, line, if it's just you it on a jog and boom there it is and and it actually charges you you got to fight it what's give me well, a first percentage. of all this is a fictional story because I would never be on a jog <laughs> you just told me you went on a jog yeah when I was like twenty two <laughs> all right twenty two like year old Josh now. on a jog give me a percentage. Um, well, I already told you that when we heard it the last time we ran like little girls, uh, so I would die. I would say 0%, 0% chance of survival if it came at me. Yeah. 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 Brett. Wait, just like a percentage. You got a percentage by by yourself. Just you by yourself. The three of us could obviously take it. I would say like 5% chance. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't don't know. This is also why Carrie, when I hike in the backwoods. Yeah. You have to. At that point. I'm sure that guy will never go back in the woods without a weapon on him. Did you? So in the whole video, if you watch it, at one point he goes, oh, where's my gun? And I'm like, dude, if you have a gun and you didn't pull it, what are you doing? Well, he was going on a jog. Yeah, he didn't have it with him. Yeah, I'm assuming he didn't have it with him. But yeah, right. so I'm getting it. Is that what's happening right now? I believe so, man. Okay. For, for the assumption that you could take down a full grown mountain lion. All right. Well, <laughs> this is for me then. Pod bless your heart, sweetie. <laughs> Pod bless your heart, sweetie. You know what? It still kind of felt polite. It did. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. You want to be mad about it, you know? But you yeah. can't you can't get mad about it. You throw the sweetie in there on the end, you're like, oh, thanks I'm sweet. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, I, I, oh. I appreciate you guys for uh video chatting in with me so that we can get this made up. Uh and uh, other than that, hit us up on the social media platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. We're gonna try to start posting more, but it's at Pod Bless. Instagram is uh, pod underscore bless, but just, just look at pod bless. You'll find us, uh, message us, let us know what you think about the show. If you have something you want us to talk about, send it in. If you have a discrepancy over something we've talked about, <laughs> either keep it to yourself or yeah. go ahead and send it in. If you think you can take a mountain lion like with, like me, uh, right in, let me know. And if you are a rational thinking person, uh, <laughs> call in and tell Joey or write in and tell Joey why that's not true. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been good. This worked out. I, I didn't know how if it would be as smooth as it is, but it's been. I think it's been pretty good. So yeah. Uh, I'm Joey. I'm, I'm Josh. I'm Brett. And this is Pod, is Bless. Pod Bless. We missed it. Hold on. We have to try it again, Brett. Come on, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Brett. Where are you at, again. Brett? Okay. It, it's Pod Bless, people. Check it out. <laughs> I can take a mountain lion. That's all I'm saying. It's, you can't, take I, a dude. Lion. Right now, go find me a mountain lion. I don't want you to come up against my Maltese. <laughs> <laughs>